0: Hello and welcome to Atari Bites, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill, this is episode 55.
1: And my name's Henry and I'm drawing faces.
0: And Henry's along for the ride again too and he's making faces behind me.
1: I have money for my pants.
0: He's got a burgeoning business, drawing, I'd say...
1: Circle... One. Many and big circle and square faces to have money for my pants and my sister's yes. The boss.
0: These are faces uh, using squares and circles and very artsy cubist kind of
1: things. It's just squares and circles.
0: All right, just squares and circles. They're a very narrow focus in their art, I guess. And somehow he thinks he's going to get money from me.
1: For yeah, these. because you have to buy. You have to pay money to buy them.
0: Well, this is Donald Trump's America, so we're all about money now, I guess. So
1: yeah.
0: He's learned his lesson well, I guess.
1: And he says Mexico has to pay for the new... um um What do you call it? Much, What do you call it? The wall? No, it's a fence.
0: Okay, so Henry's become very politically astute. He is commenting on the Mexico wall. We'll just move on.
1: You mean fence?
0: Yes. We'll, we'll just move on from there. Okay. To actually talk about video games. Yay. So, recently... Uh, I recently, so recently I recently, finally watched on uh, Netflix the Atari Game Over documentary. This is probably old news to most of you listening. Uh, I'm sure you've all seen it. And I already knew the story about uh, digging for the uh, uh, buried Atari cartridges in Alamogordo. Um, I've talked about it on the show before, but I had never actually gotten around to watching the documentary. And it was, of course, very interesting.
1: What's a documentary?
0: Um, it's a movie about real things that happened. Also, oh, like, like history movies and. Yeah. yeah. So, well, sometimes they make his- historical movies that um, are sort of pretend stories based on real things, but a documentary tells a story, tries to tell a story like it actually happened, with uh... like real people and stuff. So, I watched one about how a long, long time ago, the company that makes a lot of, made a lot of video games that we talked about on the show. A company called Atari supposedly buried.
1: Like how um, they make like animations, so.
0: Well, yeah, the movie wasn't really about that. The movie was about. Um, how to
1: make video games and how they make Atari.
0: No, the the movie was about how when the company got in financial trouble, they ran, they started running out of money. Um, they buried a whole bunch of video games that they couldn't sell.
1: Why? They and, should never be video games. They're going to break the video games. Well,
0: yeah, they just wanted to get rid of them because they couldn't sell them. What? So they buried them in a big landfill in New Mexico. And this was a movie that told the story of these guys that went out to find the game. And I was actually surprised how much the movie focused on Howard Scott Warshaw. You know, obviously everybody knows this. He's one of was one of the designers of games for uh, Atari, including the infamous E.T., Uh, Game, which we haven't actually done on the podcast yet, uh, but we will one day. You know, one of the most, um, rightly or wrongly, reviled games in history. And the legend, of course, was that they buried, it was just a whole big landfill full full of E.T. cartridges. Of course, it turns out, one, everybody knows this, I'm not spoiling anything, probably, uh, the cartridges were there, uh, and it wasn't just E.T. There were a lot of other games, too. But what struck me about the film is how much they focused on Warshaw's story, and how emotional all this was for him, looking back on it. The film had a bit more heart, frankly, than I expected. Uh, and that was kind of cool. Um, some of the stuff, some of the insight he gave into working at Atari back in the '70s was interesting. You know, comments like the motto of the company was "We take fun seriously," but a lot of the people worked there uh, sort of changed that in their own minds to "We take fun intravenously." You know, how it was just such a, a free and open creative atmosphere that he had a hard time recreating later in his life. I think he even said he doesn't even do game design anymore. He's like a a psychoanalyst or something now. I like how they talked to some of the city officials about how they were frankly worried about digging up this landfill because of buried pig carcasses and potentially the methane that could be released if they started messing around with uh, where these carcasses were buried and maybe they'd have to evacuate the city and stuff. That was kind of funny in a way. Uh, and kind of something I would never would have thought of. Pig Carcass Methane Release is my new podcast, by the way, so look for that on iTunes. So yeah, it was a good documentary. If, by some chance, some of you haven't watched it yet, uh, go do it, because uh, I, I really enjoyed it uh, even more than I thought it would. In other news, you've heard me uh, mention the Zazzle.com store, uh, ab-pod-store underscore underscore is the specific page Zazzle where all my stuff is, but if you type Atari you're probably going to find some of my designs. We've had, for a while, we've had Atari Bites, you know, various mer- items, shirts and t-shirts, er, t-shirts and mugs and stuff with Atari Bites on it, but we've got a new shirt and a new mug now. This one says, go play some old games. They've missed you. Um, so if that is something that sounds appealing to you or someone you know, go check that out. There's also up there a shirt and, and mug inspired by my other podcast, it's a podcast, Charlie Brown, and that shirt says, in mug, say, uh, greetings, fellow blockheads." So, you know, again, if that's something that interests you or someone you know, please do go check that out. Um, any sort of financial support you can help, you can provide, uh, does help us keep the lights on here at the show. It keeps uh, Henry stocked with paper for his faces, and it just and makes and me happy.
1: And sister.
0: And his sister, yes.
1: Because my sister's the boss.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if, if we make enough money from the podcast, I won't have to sell a sister. What? I'm just, I'm just kidding.
1: If you sell my sister, you're going to be a bad father. You're going to go to jail.
0: Well, it would be a lot quieter there anyway. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, I'm just kidding. People don't send me angry emails. In other news, uh, I don't really have any other news. So why don't we just move on to talk about this week's game. This week's game is Sneak and Peek from U.S. Games 1982.
1: A toy Hide and Seek.
0: No, really, it'll be okay. I know this game has a bit of a reputation for being boring, but it's an Atari game. How bad could it be? If nothing else, you can put on the headphones and listen to this episode to drown out that annoying dude in the next cubicle who has a toenail clipping fetish. So, this game, Sneak and Peek, is basically Hide and Seek on a computer game. So, to some extent, I don't really need to tell you the rules. Um, everybody played Hide and Seek when they were a kid but I'm going to read the manual anyway. Sneak and Peek Game Variations. Sneak and Peek is a one- or two-player hide-and-seek game designed to be played... Sneak
1: and Peek is harder than regular hide-and-seek.
0: Maybe. Also, real live hide-and-seek with just one person, really hard to do. Yeah. Uh, I never did that as a kid. I tried playing Monopoly by myself as a kid. Occasionally. Uh, That was weird.
1: Yeah. It's hard.
0: Yeah. Henry knows.
1: Because if you land on a spot with. You got a card, and and it says someone have to has to pay you. You have to pay someone. You can't pay anyone. If someone can't pay you.
0: Okay, so Sneak and Peek is a one or two-player hide-and-seek game designed to be played on the Atari video game computer system or the Sears Video Arcade. Four variations of the game and two levels of difficulty to increase your enjoyment and test your skill. They should put that line in uh, quotes. it Seems to yeah. me in italics.
1: Whatever
0: it is. Sneak and Peek is played in and around a spooky old house with a large yard and three weird rooms. Each room, including the yard, is is a separate scene. A living room, pink bedroom, blue bedroom, the yard. Each scene contains up to five hiding places. That makes a total of 20 hiding locations. Some of them are in really strange places, and some of the locations can change depending on the level you select. The game always begins in the living room with Player One standing in the corner and covering his eyes. No one puts player 1 in the corner. Hmm. Player 2 may sneak into any of the five hiding places in the living room or exit through the door to another scene. To enter another room or go out of the doors, move the player through the doorway and a new scene will appear. When a
1: hiding. done with my face.
0: Okay, breaking news everybody. Henry is done with his face.
1: Yeah.
0: Alright. When a hiding place is found, simply move the joystick and the hiding place will pull the player in, making him invisible. If you don't like the hiding place and want to move to another... Then, before the player is all the way into the hiding place, hold down the red button while moving the joystick and the player will back away. A timer keeps track of how long it takes the player to hide. Once the player is hidden, the computer will signal the other player to begin seeking the sneaky hider. Sneaky hider was my nickname in college.
1: Hmm, sneaky hidey.
0: And his counter will begin counting. Player 2 must peek in the hiding places. When Player 1 has been found, Player 2 will automatically be pulled into the hiding place, and the timer will stop. Immediately, the living room scene will reappear, and the roles will be automatically reversed. Player 2 can then hide while Player 1 covers his eyes in the corner. You will probably want your opponent to really cover his own eyes when you are hiding your, your player so that he can't sneak a peek. Or you could not do that, and he could just watch you hide, and then he could find you really fast, and you could go do something else that's actually fun.
1: That's basically cheating.
0: (laughs) Yes, I know, Henry. That wouldn't be a good way to play. I know. With practice, you will be able to find and remember all of the hiding places and be able to find your opponent in less time than he takes to find you when it is your turn to hide. If a friend isn't available to play, the computer will be happy to hide from you. It knows all of the hiding places and is very sneaky. Also, it's watching you right now. Screenshot of living room scene, which you guys can't see because this is an audio podcast. They give you a shot in the manual. Timer up top. Door I'm black. Up re-
1: on the nose. Be but good thing I have a pencil and an eraser.
0: All right. Uh, more breaking news. Henry has an, a pencil with an eraser.
1: And then I, and then I'm covering up a sharpie when I'm done.
0: So the screen basically looks like you've got the timer up on top. You've got the door black rectangle on the left side of the screen. The seeking player is in the corner with hands over his eyes, and the hiding player is in front of the blue couch as the game begins. Although, I'm pre- I don't have the game on right now. I think when I turned the game on, it was a green couch. Is the couch green?
1: Yeah, the couch is green.
0: Yeah, in the manual it says it's blue. Weird. So game one is a one-player game with fixed hiding places and the computer hides. Game two is a two-player game, fixed hiding places, and the player players both hide. That'd be weird if you both hid at the same time.
1: No the, one would find you.
0: That's that's what I'm saying. That would be funny. Game three, two player game, variable hiding places. Players both hide. Game four, two player game, fixed hiding places, computer hides. So then you got some instructions. You use um,
1: What? When, when um when you both hide when the computer hides and you hide there's probably another computer person to find you.
0: Hmm. So you're using the joystick for this one. If you're only playing the one-player game, you only need to plug in the left joystick. Uh, Obviously, if you're playing a two-player game, you need both joysticks. The difficulty levels are Position A is the expert level, most difficult gameplay, the size of the hiding place is very small, and entry can be gained only by moving the player in a specific direction. Position B is the novice uh, setting, least difficult gameplay, the size of the hiding place is much larger, and entry into the hiding place occurs independent of the player's direction of movement. Sneak and Peek has two timers, one for the hiding player and one for the seeking player. The seeking player's timer is four times slower than the hiding player's timer. The hiding player's timer counts up, the seeking player's timer counts down. Because I guess they wanted to not only make this game not fun, they wanted to make it confusing, apparently. Alright. To reset the game at any time, simply depress the reset switch on the Atari video game computer system or series video arcade. The rest of the manual is some diagrams of some different... Uh, hiding scenes which again you can't see because this is an audio podcast so just imagine in your mind
1: you talk a on podcasts
0: well buddy if i recorded a half hour podcast of silence i don't think anybody would listen
1: you would play video games and and have the sound
0: just have a whole podcast that is just the sound of people playing yeah, video games could, well you
1: could, you could call it sound soundcast
0: I don't know if anybody does that as an audio podcast, but a lot of people will record a video of them playing a game and put that on, like, on YouTube so people can watch it. Oh. We can check some of those out later if you want. Yeah. Okay. So, obviously, Sneak and Peek, the Atari game is just hide-and-seek in a video game. Hide-and-seek, of course, is a popular children's game in which any number of players conceal themselves in the environment to be found by one or more seekers.
1: I only played with one Seeker.
0: The game can end in several ways. In the most common variation of the game, the player chosen as it locates all players as the players are not allowed to move. The player found last is the winner and is chosen to be it in the next game. Another common variation has the seeker counting at home base. The hiders can either remain hidden or they can come out of hiding to race home, to race to home base. Once they touch it, they are safe and cannot be tagged. But if the seeker tags another player before reaching home base, the person that person becomes it. The game is an example of an oral tradition as it is commonly passed. By children. What I like about this is there's a hyperlink here. If you clicked on children, you would go to another Wikipedia page I that I haven't clicked on, but I guess would tell you what children are. That's kind of weird.
1: I have, a, I have a question that I can't decide. Okay. What eye color? Yellow, blue, or green?
0: All right, podcast listeners, I need you to tweet at me your vote. When Henry draws pictures of a face, should the eye color be yellow, blue, or green? The bad news for you, Henry, is no one's going to hear this until next week, so you're not going to have an answer until next week. Sorry.
1: What do you think, Daddy?
0: Me? I would say green. Oh,
1: yeah. I like yellow. It's, it's because mostly of person doesn't have yellow eyes.
0: Right. Except Scott Farkas in A Christmas Story. Yeah. He had yellow eyes.
1: Yeah.
0: Really? My, by God, he had yellow eyes! Mm. That's what Ralphie says. Christmas story, people. Good movie. Go watch it. I don't care if it is January, or May, or it's still September, whenever you're listening to this.
1: It's still in winter.
0: Yep. Different versions of hide-and-seek are played around the world under a variety of names. One derivative of the game is called sardines, in which only one person hides and the others must find them hiding with them when they do. The hiding place has become progressively more cramped, like sardines in a tin. The last person to find the hiding group is it's the not loser.
1: A chance of meatballs.
0: That sounds like an adult party game of some sort. But I know. I'm going to leave it there. A.M. Burridge, whoever that is, calls this version of the game Smee in his 1931 ghost story of the same name. In some versions of the game, after the first player is caught, or if not any other players can be found over a period of time, it calls out a pre-read phrase, such as Ollie Ollie Oxen Free, or All In, All In, Everybody Out There, All In Free. To signal the other hiders to return to base for the next round. In another version, when players are caught, they help the it seek out others. In one variant, once all hiders have been located, the game then becomes a game of tag
1: I have a question. Yes. It's kind of a compliment and a question.
0: Alright, I like compliments. It's Hit
1: basically me. just a compliment. Sweet. You... you don't... the... other players... the players... Now, the players that the it finds first doesn't. Isn't it basically cheating? The other players help the help the prison it um find other people. Isn't that basically cheating?
0: Well, it depends. I mean, if everybody agrees when you start that that's how you're gonna play, then it's okay.
1: Be- because the other people that the it finds is well, its more like
0: a game of tag. you because that. He yeah.
1: found because the players that are found hope and the it finds the people it's basically cheating because the people that the that the it finds first follow knows where the other people are. Yeah.
0: In Australia, the game is often called 44 Homes. 44
1: Homes. The
0: hiders hide until they are spotted by the seeker who chants, 40-40-I-See-You, sometimes shortened to Forty Forty 40 see you Once spotted, the hider, hider must run to home base where the it was counting while the other players hid and touch it before she or he is tipped, tagged, or touched by the seeker. If tagged, that hider becomes the new it. In India, hide-and-seek is played differently. If any of the hiders touch the seeker and says DAPA, then the Citra has to count again.
1: Like this DAPA. Yeah. That's fine. How? <laughs> because I like touching people. And it likes saying nonsense words.
0: For all your listeners, if you didn't hear that, I have to repeat it because Henry just announced that he likes touching people and he likes saying nonsense words. Yeah. So in case you're wondering, that's Henry in a nutshell.
1: Mm-hmm. And then total silence. Fills the room. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: Yes, Henry, we all had to take a moment to consider that, so yeah, total silence filled the room while we pondered this yeah. announcement. Alright, moving on. If the seater sees the hider in this India version of the game, if the seater sees the hider before they manage to touch him or her and say dapa, then the hider will be it the next round, unless some other hider manages to dapa the seater without being seen. But now, instead of doing dapa on the, its body, hider can do DAPA, where the IT counts. The IT is simply called a Dainer, and the Dainers take a Dain, a count. In Brazil and Russia, Hide and Seek has an extra step. The IT starts counting with eyes closed and facing the wall while everyone hides. Once the IT finds someone, they must race to the spot where the IT was originally counting and face the wall, and whoever touches that spot first wins the game. This is also sometimes played by other countries.
1: All the other different hide and seeks in different countries and different cultures.
0: Yep. See, we learn stuff on this podcast.
1: Different cultures mean different steps and different games.
0: Yep. All right. So after the break, we sneak a peek at reality and decide to hide again in a video game. Dish, how many pieces do you wish? Red Rover, Red Rover, for Henry to come over. Ollie Ollie Oxen free. So the opening shot of that house, you know, the nighttime house, all the lights on and everything looks kind of cool, and then you get inside and you got just a room. Kind of looks like a couch. I guess the computer's hiding now, so I'm supposed to be looking. Hide and seek, of course, was a staple of childhood games, so I guess it's not surprising that they have made a video game of hide and seek. Now I'm in the bedroom, and there's a door and a bed. Another thing that looks like a door, except it won't let me go anywhere. So now I go back out the door. It's that a
1: closet. I...
0: Hey, that's Henry. Hi, Henry.
1: Hi, I'm right behind you.
0: Okay. That's magic. I, I was in the living room. I walked through a door to a bedroom, walked back out the same door, and I'm in another bedroom. I guess the computer guy isn't in here. I'm still not entirely sure how you tag them. I think you're just supposed to walk up to the place where they're at, and then magically you find out- Okay, now I walk back out the door and I'm outside again. Some sort of weird Stephen King horror house. Pretty sure a monster's gonna jump out at some point.
1: I'm making faces!
0: Yeah, Henry's- What he means is he's drawing faces right now. He's uh, taking a break from video gaming to draw some pictures. And he's going to be providing commentary throughout the rest of the episode, I would guess. It's kind of cool when you walk past the uh, windows. Outside the house, it makes a little silhouette on the uh, on the window. That's kind of cool. Got the smoke coming out the smokestack, although there's no evidence of a fireplace in the house. You notice I'm talking way more about how the game looks than about the actual gameplay. Because, to be honest, I'm kind of bored. I don't know where the guy is. I'm starting to not care.
1: You can get up on the roof. Because he may be up on the roof.
0: Henry's very concerned that I can't get up on the roof. So you're right, he's probably hiding up there, sticking his tongue out at me.
1: I know. It's so unfair.
0: 15, 14 sort of pseudo seconds before my time is up. The timer runs on its own sort of time schedule, so it's not actually 14 seconds. It's whatever the computer decides 14 units of time is.
1: 14 units of time on a video game. Right. You
0: can hear, I don't know if you can pick that up on the microphone, but Henry's singing in the background. Oh do do da day.
1: I know I lady
0: sing this song. Doo-da-do-da.
1: I forgot mo- most of the lyrics except doo-da. Except the doo-da part. Yep. You
0: know? Two seconds,
1: so
0: to speak. Even the Stephen King horror house just transported me magically back to the living room where it appears the computer guy's about to beat me up. Alright, you know what? I'm calling it. I'm kind of done with this game. Back to you in the studio. Summarizing my review of this game pretty succinctly, uh, here it is. This is a pretty weird game. No, actually, I'm going to qualify that. I'm going to say it's mostly just boring. I have mentioned on the podcast before my great dislike of the game Amadar. I think it's sort of a dumb game. This one, though, is just weird. This hide-and-seek game is set up like some sort of Stephen King horror game, more like a uh, a Haunted House or Frankenstein. Uh, Two very good Atari games. Uh, One I've done on the podcast, Haunted House. I haven't done Frankenstein yet. So, you know, this game kind of, the setup kind of looks like that. You turn the game on, you've got the spooky old house, and you walk down the trail to the house, and then it just kind of gets boring after that. I still don't get how you actually find... The other player, all I was really able to do was just kind of walk from room to room, the, the magically shifting rooms, which is kind of cool, I guess, but also really frustrating. But I couldn't figure out how to actually find anybody, because you're pretty limited in your movements, and I'm not really sure how you know if the person's there or not, even though I read the directions. So it's boring and confusing all at once, and that makes me unhappy. I kind of poked around the internet a little bit to see what other people thought about this game, and I think I can sum it up by... Uh, Paul Wilson's comment. I didn't write down the link here. Do you mean by sum it up? Do
1: you mean like like make a summary out of it?
0: Yeah, exactly. Ah. So I can summarize the internet reviews of the game as Paul Wilson did by saying basically that the game is boring, stupid, and irritating. But, Mm, you know... He used the S word? He didn't use that S word. Uh He used... He said, "Stupid."
1: Oh, yeah, kind of a bad. Still
0: not very nice. Still
1: not very nice, but it's not like a cuss
0: word, right? Um, but you know, it's an Atari game, and you know, kind of like fishing. A bad day of Atari game playing is better than a good day at work. So, I did think a little bit about maybe what the story of the game is, and here's kind of what I think about when I play this game. Um, Quick review: the five elements of a story. The introduction or
1: I know I know Exposition. Three. I know the of them.
0: Alright, what what are three of the elements of a story, Henry?
1: Um Three elements of a story are um beginning, middle and end.
0: That's true. But sometimes when they analyze the story, they break it down even more than that to five parts. Um, five elements of a plot or a story. Um, the introduction of the exposition is and how the story are begins. And
1: words that I can't spell, I don't know what.
0: Yeah. They really you don't need to learn those yet. Beginning, middle, end is, is yeah, a perfectly good way to analyze the story.
1: I was down in kindergarten. Yep. And I'm in second grade.
0: I know you're an old man now.
1: No. You're older. <laughs> I don't, I'm not. Well, even I would starting, hope I'm older. I'm not even starting to grow a beard.
0: That's true. You got a while before you start growing a beard. I know. Right. I
1: don't want to go
0: big. So the five elements of a story are the introduction of the exposition, where the story starts. You can kind of learn who the players are, how things are going to go, or, you know, kind of where you're starting from. The rising action, uh, the events are set in motion, things are starting to happen. Uh, moving up to the climax, sort of the peak of the story, no pun intended. So the climax is kind of where the action comes to a head, sort of the pivotal point of the story. And from there, you kind of have the falling action, sort of the fallout from the climax, as, as sort of the pieces are kind of gathered up from the, the shattered the shattered lives of the characters, or, or whatever. And then you sort of glide, hopefully smoothly, into the resolution or denim on, which is just the end of the story. So I thought a little bit about what the story in, that's going on in Hide and Seek is, and here's what I'm thinking. Howie Bannister was a huge tool, just a great big jerk. Not just to me to everyone, well, mostly me but one day he wanted to play hide and seek and I love hide and seek we were 8 and jerkiness is a fluid concept at that age, so I'd read to play, he said I could go hide and he'd be it first, which is pretty noble of him, right? so off I ran to hide, I'm a good hider he didn't find me right away and I'm pretty sure I could hear the TV turn on upstairs, so maybe he was just resting for a little bit before he kept looking, I don't know Maybe my or stealth might, skill intimidated or him. Or
1: it might be your mom or your dad.
0: Well, I don't think anybody else was home. I think it was just Howie and me. What? It was just Howie and me.
1: How old? It's, how, just,
0: it's just a story. How
1: old was Howie?
0: In, see, well, I, like I said. In the story. In the story of Howie and his friend. And I'm reading the part of the friend. They were like eight.
1: They
0: were both like eight? Yeah. Eight <laughs> or nine. Man. <laughs> I know they were old men, weren't
1: they? No, <laughs> no, they can't be. No, that—that's illegal to be to have a, like an eight-year-old home by, his, by well, himself. Well,
0: maybe their mom was like outside, well, cutting the grass or, or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, or 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 doing stuff in the garden.
0: After a while, Howie did turn off the TV. And he kind of looked some more, but he couldn't find me. Because, like I said, I'm a really good hider. And the game kept going. Dinner time came, and I was still hiding. Bedtime came, and I was still hiding. How he couldn't find me. He acted like he wasn't looking anymore, but I know it was frustrating him. It had to be. Because, like I said, I'm an awesome hider. Hmm. He didn't find me the next day either. Or the I day made, after that.
1: I made a thought.
0: Alright, Henry made a thought. What's your thought?
1: When when my sister's friend Cora comes over, um we most mo mostly the game we play after we play a little of another game we we usually play like hide and seek mm-hmm. and not like hide and seek on a toy that we're talking about, but the, but the, um, but the actual people finding other people game. Right. seek. I, I know. And and I and I and I tried to hunt hide under because he started in my sister's room. I tried to hunt hide under my sister's bed. Bed and I was in and there's only three people so I was the second one because someone was counting and the two hiders and the it was equals the and and I was hiding under the bed I I was the last hider to be found and I was in. And I was hiding in my closet, and I was the last, mm-hmm. and I was the last hide, hide to be found. But I have a lot of the hiding places that I was the last hide that, that it didn't find me first. But it, but we don't have that much time left.
0: Cool. Henry's an expert hider, kind of uh-huh. like the guy in the story. The game went on and on, and day after day, Howie... Bannister still could not find me.
1: He He must have got really frustrated. He
0: went off to school and he played with his friends. He acted like he wasn't going to play anymore, but I know he was. It had to be driving him crazy. But I stuck to it and I kept hiding and I kept finding better and better hiding places.
1: When he was One
0: time, I hid in a shoebox. What? Man, that was was super hard. That was
1: super uncomfortable. uh,
0: But I was committed to playing this game. Eventually, everyone else went off to college and raised families and chose which fake news sites to align with. But I stuck true to this game of hide-and-seek. I perfected the shadow maneuver...
1: That's a lot of hiding.
0: (laughs) That is a lot of hiding. I perfected the shadow maneuver where I hide in plain sight and nobody notices. Yeah, I'm good at that one. A lot of practice. I used to be pretty good at that move where you pull the tube out of the TV and sit in the empty window so people think you're just some dude on TV... But well, this game's been going on quite a while, and TVs don't have tubes anymore.
1: What? A hey, tube. Wait, there's a tube in the TV.
0: When I made up the story, I wasn't anticipating having help telling it. Well, Henry, I, you know, I'm not a TV expert, but back in the day,
1: mm-hmm. they made
0: TVs with like a thing called a tube, which is what made the picture on the screen. And so,
1: like, the tube made like.
0: It was like the guts like, of it was like the guts of the TV, the electronic parts inside the TV. Like
1: the tube. I'm just making a prediction. The tube in the TV is like is like um the is like the wires in the in the plugs and yeah
0: yeah it's what makes the made the picture on the screen and you can so sometimes like, in cartoons
1: like the. Like the people and the and the furniture and the scheme? Yeah.
0: So like in the cartoon sometimes the character would pull the back out of the TV and climb inside, and then and the then, people would see them through the window in the front, and they would think that they were just a picture on the screen.
1: And, then, and if 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 I had if I found one in a dumpster. And it still worked. I would climb inside and say, "Help me!" <laughs> okay. And that would be awesome. So that the point is, smushed.
0: so the point is, I was a really good hider, and Howie never caught on. And I know that it bugs him to this day. It must, because mm. he doesn't rest. Um, such as his his obsession with finding me. Okay, he actually rests sometimes. Like, most evening he goes to bed at a reasonable hour and gets up in the morning and goes to work. But I know it's driving him crazy.
1: Hm. <laughs> Duh.
0: Hey, are you gonna finish that sandwich? I don't have a lot of time to go shopping and I'm pretty hungry.
1: What sandwich? I'm not making a sandwich. You didn't tell me to make a sandwich.
0: Uh oh. How he's getting closer.
1: Uh-huh.
0: The behind the door hiding spot is tricky with, with the swinging rec room saloon doors. But I've managed to perfect that too. Basically, the trick is just keep your feet moving, boy. I know things about hide and seek. I should after 30 years. Dude. I thought he almost had me when I bamboo treed in the bay window, but it turned out he was just waving goodbye to his kids, headed off to school. Little Amy just started kindergarten, you know. Other people's kids grow up so fast. Time flies when you're crouched inside the plastic tote, how he used to haul his belongings home from college. Hey, is that a half a Pringle chip under that lint?
1: Mine. How, Don't touch it. Chip. Don't touch it. He's gonna know.
0: Uh-oh. Howie just sat down in the other room. He's right outside. Shh! I can see him on his laptop. Through the crack in this old wardrobe that's headed to Goodwill. What's that he's posting on the computer? Year 12 in this game, I fashioned a telescope from a paper towel tube and some plastic magnifying glass toys, surprises from a Cracker Jack box. Do they still make Cracker Jack? I'm so hungry.
1: Today you, today you, you still, you have a telescope.
0: Yep. Before I can get a good peek, Howie turns in my direction. Did he hear something? Yeah, he's always on guard. I know he is. I dive under the workbench. Score! I find another pair of pants Howie is throwing out. What? The pair, this pair just has the crotch ripped out. Still much better than the. His kid's sparkly pink leggings I've been wearing in the past six months.
1: Wait so, so the boy is wearing sparkly pink leggings.
0: Well, yeah, he's been hiding so long that his clothes wore out, so he just had to wear whatever clothes he could find.
1: Man.
0: How he just tucked his kids into bed for the night. He and his partner are off to bed too. He still doesn't know where I'm hiding. <laughs>
1: you must be a really good hider that you're still, you're still hiding. That when you, when, when Howie was still, was, was, was out of school and was done with all the years in school. Yep,
0: that's right, I'm still winning. Me. I sneak out of my hiding space to update my status on my anonymous hider blog, and I see Howie's Facebook page is still up. Hey, he posted something about me. Has anyone heard from Bill? Or should I say Captain Doofus face?
1: Captain Stoopus Captain Doofus face.
0: It's nice to be remembered. <sighs> Smiling, I snag a big wedge of Katie's leftover birthday cake from Howie's fridge. Well, off to the crawl space for a silent long night. Alone. Another long day of hiding awaits. Why I rule
1: secretly secretly eat cake.
0: Cause he's hungry. Uh-huh. But that's okay, because I ruled this game. And that's our show.
1: I couldn't even hide for hours, hour, for, for ten minutes without people finding me.
0: Well, the character in this game was really committed to this game of hide-and-seek.
1: And seek. In, in, are we done with this podcast?
0: Well, i got to tell the people a couple of things, and then we'll be done with the podcast.
1: What, before we were done with the podcast, yes. can I say something?
0: Absolutely. This is your time, buddy. Go for it.
1: Uh, In some if we... we I will probably have enough, I will probably have enough circle, mini, big and mini circle smiley, circle and square smiley faces. So come over to the house and buy smiley faces.
0: There you go, podcast land. Uh, my kid just invited you to my house to buy smiley faces. Summer 2017.
1: Yeah. And and it costs less on my birthday, which is July 10th.
0: Wow, you get a birthday discount. That's pretty cool.
1: No, uh. His everybody, birthday, not yours. Everybody who comes gets get is everything's on sale because it's my birthday.
0: You can't beat that, friends.
1: And if it's your and if it's your birthday, you you can pick you can pick what you want to do. You can know all the prices to here. If if it's your birthday and you're hired, um, you these are your choices that you can pick. You can here this this is what you can lower it down to. Ten cents twenty twenty cent cents or it can just stay at the regular at the regular amount of money which is twenty five. Well it's actually twenty but it's Five cents more for the, for the like decorations.
0: Okay. It's a bargain at half the price. All right. My thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for Creative Commons use of his songs, Reformat, Take a Chance, in Pinball Spring. You can email AtariBytes at ataribytes2016 at gmail.com. Show notes, other episodes, and other links are at ataribytes.libson.com. You can find the show on Stitcher, Google Play Music, and iTunes, iHeartRadio, and many other podcatchers, including uh, the ones I just said. What?
1: I have a little tiny, teeny, weeny thing to say. Okay. I finished two, I finished two, um, two smiley faces. All right. When, when mommy and...
0: While I've been blathering on about video games, you've mommy, been busy. When Wha-
1: mommy ends. My sister was gone.
0: I've been blathering around, blathering on about video games, and you've been busy making product. That's good.
1: Making smiley faces so I can have, so me and my sister can have money because you have to pay to have smiley faces.
0: So when you go on iTunes to check out the show, please do leave a review. Uh, Do not hide from that obligation. Sneak on over to iTunes right now and take a peek at the podcast and leave a nice little review. If the review is nice enough, maybe Henry will draw a smiley face that I could put up on Twitter on yeah. the Atari Bytes uh, Twitter feed.
1: We have a lot of smiley faces that you can choose from. Cool. That that you can choose to to take a picture of. We can you can have we can take a picture of a big one, a big a big circle or square. A big a circle, square smiley face or a little circle, square smiley face.
0: There you go, friends. Uh, go leave a review on iTunes and then watch Say the Atari Bytes Twitter feed for an original work by Henry in the form of an awesome smiley face. Um, speaking of Twitter, uh, you can follow the show on Twitter at Atari Bytes, A-T-A-R-I-B-Y-T-E-S or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. You can also, of course, like the Atari Bytes Uh, page on Facebook. Um, You can also help support the show financially, uh, because there is a cost doing a podcast, by going to our Patreon page, uh, the Atari Bytes page on Patreon, and by shopping at our Zazzle store, which now has uh, new uh, mugs and t-shirts with the Go Play Some Old Games message on there, as well as a new mug and t-shirt for my other podcast. It's uh, Podcast Charlie Brown. Speaking of which, that's another podcast that you should check out. It's Podcast Charlie Brown drops a new episode on the fifteenth of every month. So do go check that out and leave a review for them as well. Next time on Atari Bites, Chopper Command. Do you have any final words before I sign off, Henry? Uh
1: the when you see the picture of my smile of my circle and scares of my big and little circle and scare smiley faces and on my dad and on my, and on the podcast, um, and on the podcast, I tell you the, the, these something that, that these, these something that says, if you like my sisters, my, me and my sister's smiley faces.
0: Oh, there you go. So if, uh, if we do get, Uh, Some nice uh, feedback, and Henry feels like putting up a smiley face picture on the Twitter feed. Let us know what you think of it. He would be happy to hear if you like his artwork. So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you. (音楽) Oh, 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 oh,
1: oh, 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 Oh,